Entrepreneurs Podcast. Wim Hof stuff, how much you got into that? What do you think about all the cold cryogen? Because I remember, I think you've done some cryogen stuff before. Yeah, yeah, cryotherapy, yeah. Cryotherapy, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I pretty much do that most of the time. I'm, well, normally I use an infrared sauna. Yeah. Infra- like a saunas as a whole, they do something do uh, called hormetic stress, which is like a, a good stress for the mm-hmm. body. Uh, anything which gives your body a little bit of stress kind of helps to build resilience, mm. just makes you into a stronger human being. So doing that on a regular basis kind of helps to improve your immune system and make you stronger and stronger. Uh, an infrared sauna is, it works on an intracellular level. So it actually goes, works it pierces the the skin and just works on your internal organs. Mm, mm, mm. Infrared actually naturally comes from the sun. Mm. So when the sun uh, shines on you, it's not just the ultraviolet, um, the, the the UV rays. It's actually the the infrared, which is beneficial. Mm, mm, mm. Um, that's where it, the D vitamin comes from, isn't it? That's I, how the I D think that's something in. else. <clears throat> yeah, that is some, that's something else. Like you do get uh, vitamin D from the sun, but ultraviolet and uh, the infrared is is different. Mm. Um, there's loads of different spectrums from the sun and red is one of them. So red normally um, is emitted from the sun like early morning time. So that's a good time to use uh, like, let's say, red light therapy. Mm. Also, there's another time which is near the evening. You can use it in the evening as well. Some people do experience like an awakening feeling when they use infrared mm. um, or... Um, Uh, red light therapy so it affects people a bit differently um but for myself it just works for both morning and evening yeah and then you met someone who told you about this you looked up to how did you get to the infrared stuff where did you find out about in the first place um i think when you start to look into um I think it started off with like um, a genetics test. I was working in a gym and in that gym, a company came in and introduced this idea of DNA testing. Oh, right. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So basically what they said was you can find out from your DNA what type of training would be most suited oh, wow. for your genetics. That's pretty really cool. I was like, really? <laughs> Did you get so, ballet dancing? That's exactly. <laughs> they said uh, ballet and to cheerleading. I don't know where that came from. So, um, give me, give me the- <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, and it, you know, it, it, it showed you also what sort of... Um, what sort of micronutrients would be suited for your genetics as well? And it was interesting. It would say, like, for me, it mentioned that my selenium selenium was low, mm. which is like a part of your body's detoxifying. My body's ability to detoxify is probably not as good as an average person. So I would need to increase my selenium. And also I'd need to increase something else called a, a glutathione because they kind of work synergistically. Um, but anyway, um, it's really cool because it showed you how your, um, what sort of training will be most suited, like your power to endurance ratio. Because I was sprinting in my earlier years, I thought that maybe my endurance might be higher. 
But what it said was my power was at 60% and my endurance was at 40%. Mm. And then somebody else said to me that I was good at 100 meters and 200 meters. So that's very explosive, which mm -hmm. explains the reason why my power was at 60%. I was mm -hmm. like, right. So from there, that I started to switch up my training. Rather than doing high repetitions, I just brought my repetitions down to around between six and eight reps as mm -hmm. opposed to 15 and 20. Because mm -hmm. that's what I was doing for a long time. And the moment I started doing that, I realized that's when I started to be, uh, feel stronger and stronger and I started to develop muscle um, a lot better. This, mm. was, this was around 2013 or 2014, around that time. And then I just slowly noticed uh, I was just growing. Um, not that I was trying to get bigger or anything, but because, because I was feeling stronger, uh, I was working in accordance with my genetics. So with that, I found it really fascinating. I was like... What else is out there that I can learn about yeah. to improve my health? And that's when I started to look at, I learned about uh, red light therapy. And then um, I found out about a company that does red light therapy panels. And um, they sponsored me a panel and they just gave me a discount code and said, yeah, share it with your people, you know. And um, so I started to use it. And I, you know, I heard about it on podcasts as well. And I wasn't too sure what to expect from it but one thing I noticed within a couple of weeks was um, I was suffering from a, like a, a ten, um, it was like a, a sensitivity on my right knee hmm. for a number of years yeah. but it wasn't like crazy where I'd be limping or anything but it would happen where when I stepped out of bed I would feel a bit I think it was my uh, right knee or it could have been my left I can't remember because it's gone now hey. it's gone now but um yeah so I would every time I'd get out of bed I would limp for a little bit and maybe after about 10 minutes of walking around it would go mm, mm. and it got to a point where it was just I started, it started lasting a bit longer than 10 minutes, you know, it was extending and extending and then I'd find myself just like rubbing my knee. When I started to use the red light therapy, I thought, let me try and focus on my knee to see mm -hmm. if I can get rid of it. And then one morning when I stepped out of bed, because I was consciously so used to limping for the first couple of steps, I... It's like I superficially created the limp. Yeah, yeah like a phantom pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Phantom knee pain. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, like, where is it? I was like, uh, trying to trying to bring it on like come on like where's the limp it's like a dog who pretends that he got like an uh, ache in his leg and he's like limping because you know some sometimes like kids do that um maybe you remember that we do this thing like to support our mates if someone gets hurt then we kind of like they, yeah we do it as yeah, well like, right? oh they get like oh i got pain oh, like, oh i got pain oh, too are you okay <laughs> yeah so yeah so um I was like, where is it? Really searching for it, like stamping on my leg and stuff in hope to bring it back for some reason yeah. to realize that it had finally gone. Oh, wow. I was like, shit, amazing. So I thought, let me, I don't know if it was like, you know, some sort of luck. And I, when I got out of bed the next morning, checked again, it was not there. And I was mm. like, it was like, um, it was confirmation for me. I'm like, do you know Sweet. what? This is the real deal. Did you know much about like the sauna concept at all in the past? 
like because I come from background where we I would go as a kid every sun uh, Saturday I would go to sauna. There was kind of thing before we go to church. We kind of, but it's just sauna was part of our culture, so we didn't really thought about like the benefits of like getting into warm, and then also we would run to the river or run, uh, jump in the snow if it's a winter. Yeah. So I don't I never. My dad would tell me like, "Oh yeah, that releases you certain uh, protein in your body." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, "Oh, you just feels fucking awesome," <laughs> <laughs> or like, "Oh, prove that you're a real man. Jump with your naked ass in the snow." <laughs> hey. um, and then obviously when I'm hearing like Joe Rogan talking about it, then like uh, Wim Hof was big about, but he was mainly focusing on the cold stuff instead yeah. of saying sauna. But then, like, oh, it's both are good, and and then what it is, just as you mentioned before, it's that thing about uh, giving that shock to your body, mm-hmm. and it makes total sense. If you get used, to, your body get used to being in these uncomfortable situations, uncomfortable environments, and it actually can break through. You get used to it, yeah. just like you smash your your fist against the wall. It's gonna get harder and harder. Like you do pull ups, you're gonna get stronger and stronger. It's kind of simple. In, in that sense. It's um, so true, man. So true. And, and, you know, martial arts, I'm sure you've seen people like kicking a tree, you know, hit, hitting their shin against the tree. <laughs> Old Kung Fu movies and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if people still do that now. Um, but yeah, after a while, it's like solid. Like you can kick it. It's, it's absolutely. That's what I used to do. I watched the film, The uh, Kickboxer, the Van Damme versus Tom Poe. Right, the right. guy bald with the long hair thingy. Yeah, yeah. And he when he would train, he would be in this room and just doing this kicking this like uh, uh, what was that like? Uh, it's a bamboo tree or something. No, no, no. Oh. That Van Dam trained afterwards because he saw him doing that. Mm-hmm. Van Dam was tra- uh, kicking uh, bamboo, but uh, Tampo, that uh, Asian guy, he was kicking just a, a just a like. Um, Ah, like in a room, I don't know how would you call it, just a piece of concrete, basically. Right. And I think, and and I think I was uh, mainly because of Van Damme was doing it. So in my uh, barn, I found this like uh, also um, like wooden pillar. Oh, pillar! That's the word I was looking for. Okay. And I ro- uh, put the rope around it, and I would just be smacking it. That's when I did karate, <laughs> okay. and I remember like my nerves were so desensitized. And uh, I would uh, play football still at the time, like soccer, and I would hit uh, this ball at the same time with this other guy, and we just got like each other hit in the same spot with the same power. He just fell apart, and I just continued walking because I couldn't feel the pain anymore. Amazing. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, <laughs> that was my thing. But that's totally true. Yeah, yeah, that helps. But it's interesting that infrared stuff, We did. I didn't know about infrared till very recent, recent time. Mm. In Latvia, they will not have infrared. Obviously, that's a newer technology. I'm just curious where that comes from. Who came up with that idea of infrared Saunas or the that yeah, you got you got the red light therapy which has infrared near infrared um, they work on different levels penetration through the skin um, and then you've got the infrared sauna somehow someone came up with the idea of putting it together I don't know but it's it's amazing yeah, it's really though cool. um, so yeah with the sauna there's the hormetic stress. But then there's like the uh, vasal dilation to help with like, you know, blood flow movement and um, and detoxifying as well. 
So the whole idea of the cold, that's like a vasal restriction, closing all the pores back up again. Mm. But I think also with the restriction is um, the cold actually draws a lot of nutrients to certain areas. And that's one of the reasons why the kind of cold therapy is really good, where when it's cold, your body's like, okay, we need to get lots of nutrients mm, here. Mm, mm. Um, so like, I don't know, if, if, if you want to try and heal an area where you've got a bruise, mm, you mm, put mm. cold there and it's like nutrients, blood and everything uh, to try and feed it. Um, but yeah, just the, the, the contrast in both of them is supposed to be pretty amazing um, back to back. I actually wanted to put like a cold shower in my garden, but I never got around to doing it. <laughs> I'll do that at some point. <laughs> yeah, cold, cold shower, that's um, that's cool. I, I just put here in front, There was a I had this bucket with cold water. Yeah. I, had a, I bought a little fridge, so I put like the... Um, little like containers of water so they freeze up and then i just put these chunks of ice in there and we're sitting like a dumbass and then they're outside i remember all my housemates are like what the hell is going on there <laughs> i'm just sitting there like to, to here that's um, wild it's 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 something and now then i was swimming in thames like here in slough you can go and swim the wild water swimmers there are a lot of those oh so would, uh, i remember the lowest temperature i ever got was like uh five degrees six degrees dude. oh dude it's insane and and I remember I would go in for with my mate for like a couple of minutes and we get out like big men yeah we did something something amazing and then I see these ladies in their fifties just walking just from a swim I was like <clears throat> how long you guys were in water in an hour <laughs> I was like what Next <laughs> and they're like they're like oh yeah I've been we were swimming for like years now I was like shit <laughs> all of a sudden my manhood just kind of like oh, <laughs> I have nothing <laughs> it's it's incredible I think. <clears throat> I think the coldest from what I remember is about seven. Yeah, yeah. seven is good. Yeah, seven's well, good. I've done the plunge and I was like, mate, this is uh, this yeah. is much. I think I did experience for a period when I'd done uh, a Tough Mudder, you know, thing, yeah. um, challenge. It was really cold, but again, it was it, it was a it was a short period. I think you 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 drop in some icy water and you come out the other side and then you swim a short distance. I was like, mate, blah blah blah. <laughs> Bruno's Podcast.